Craig was talking about Mexico graduation, and I just thought, well, hey, we don't ever give y'all statistics, but I just went and got it here on my phone. In April, we had worldwide, we had 22,173 students enrolled in Arama Bible College somewhere in the world in April. We have, at this time, we have 290 campuses approved, 243 are in operation, and at least one campus in 56 nations. Uh, you might say, well, how come the others are not in operation yet? Well, they're, they're approved, but now they're going through all the process of getting all the legal aspects and all of that. It's a lot different in another country to start a Bible school than it does, and it is here. You just don't, you just don't go out there and hang up a sign and say, we're starting. It don't work that way. Praise the Lord. And uh, as of April, worldwide, we had 116,381 people that had graduated from a Rhema Bible Training Center somewhere in the world. But... And these statistics are hard to keep up with because since April, we've had graduation here. They just had graduation in Mexico. So, uh, and I don't know what other campuses may have graduated, but uh, it's, it's, it's that way. And I had them bring that down so you could sort of see what we're part of the Rama family around the world. And... Uh, that takes me into what I want to talk about today. Stay connected so you can win. Today, many people are facing problems and challenges and they're doing it all alone. They don't try to keep up any meaningful relationships or any staying hooked up with anybody that's capable of helping them in their time of need. These kind of people, they, they face these challenges with un, un, uh, you know, resources that are limited. And also, they face these situations in what I call the isolation chamber because they're not connected to anybody. They're a lone ranger. Hey, there are no such thing as a lone ranger in the family of God. You know, I want, I want to say some important things today, I believe, that will help all of us. Life brings you all kinds of challenges, but it becomes even more challenging when you try to do it alone by yourself. One of the keys of successful, victorious living in Christianity, the spiritual side and the natural side is to make sure you have the right connections. In sports, a player has to be connected to the right team and the right coaches. In the medical field, you gotta be connected to the right people and organizations. 
in the business world, you got to be connected with the right people that brings opportunities for you. You know, in the music world, there are many talented players, singers who are unheard of, even though they have more talent than some of the people you hear about. Even in the Christian world, it's the same thing. Years and years and years ago, we were on a little vacation and uh, we were in Nashville, Nashville and we took a little uh, tour and they took us through a studio and the guy, the, the director of the studio that was talking to us, he said, did you realize that right here in this city singing in different areas are people that are better than we are recording on, on the on the record label at that time. Now, it's just that they've never been at the right place at the right time to connect with the right person. You know, one of the devil's favorite devices for us as Christians is to get us isolated. get us away from those that can help us and then hand us a problem too big to handle. Let me say this. We are designed for connection. We're designed to be connected to God, connected to his word and connected to his people. Say it this with me. Connection is important in my life, life. both spiritually spiritually. and naturally. Do you realize you may have the expertise and may be talented in an area in the natural, but if you're not connected at the right place, you're never going to accomplish. Come on now, look at me like that. It's the truth. We are to be connected with God and his word and his people. Now let's go to Matthew, and I want to talk about this for a little bit today. Matthew 16, Matthew 16, 15 through 18. Matthew 16, 15 through 18. I'm reading from the NLT. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you're, you're blessed, Simon, son of John because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn it from this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, many people think that he's talking about building the church on Peter. No, he's talking about he's gonna build the church on himself. Look at this statement. Upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Here he is saying that God is saying he's building the church. He's putting together those that are born again in the ecclesia, the church worldwide, 
but he's also putting together people in a local church together to work together, to pray together, to help one another, to be there for one another in the time of need. The church is built on the rock, Jesus Christ. Jesus himself is over. He is the contractor overseeing the building of the church. And it cannot be destroyed by the powers of the enemy. (laughs) I was just looking on Facebook yesterday and I see it about every day. Every day on there, there is something, I don't even go looking for it, that just pops up. I don't, I don't put anything on there very seldom anyway, but I just go look at it. And there's always something on there about the church and how it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And all. anybody ever notice that but me? You know, the church is, seems like the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is in the under a great attack, greater than we had in, in years gone by. You know, people bring accusations, you see it against the church. Some, and, and most of the time it's to justify what they're doing because they're not serving God the way they're supposed to. And then some people are skeptical because they, they think that this, that the church ought to do this and ought to be this and ought to be that. Well, you know what? It don't make any difference what you think, they think, or anybody else thinks. God tells us in this word right here what the church is, how it's to operate, how it's to conduct itself. The members of that church are to conduct themselves. That's the the ecclesia, the church, worldwide church. But it also talks to us about how we are to work together in a local body. The body of the Lord, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is made up of local bodies all over the world. Rhema. Rhema's a word. Rhema's a place. And Rhema's a worldwide family. And we are connected. Anywhere you go in the world, if you come into another Rama person, you're automatically connected. I don't know if I've traveled. Tad traveled. Craig has traveled. There's John and Michelle sitting there. They're they're directors over Europe and Africa area. Uh, When you go, John, you go to these different cities, different places, if it's another Raymond grad, you already feel the connection. Is that not correct? I know it is with me when I go. Why? Because we are together, the Raymond family that God has put on this earth to do something for him in these last days. Hello. How many of you out there are part of the Raymond family? I should have every hand in the place up. Because if you're a part of this church, you're part of the Rama family. And if you graduated from a Rama somewhere, anywhere in the world, you are part of the Rama family. If you have supported Rama, then you are part of the Rama family. And we are, we have a connection. Hello. You know, in the natural, we have connections. How many of you 
are still connected to some of your, your high school people you played ball with, went to with. How many of you are still connected to people that you were in university or college with? Yeah. I text ever so often with Johnny Hayes. Uh, he was my roommate for a while. He had a singing ministry and I still connected with him. I connect with uh, several of those. You know what? I can go back home to my hometown and see people that uh, I haven't seen in a long time, but because we were connected, we still have that connection. You need to stay connected to those that can help you. God has a plan for us. You know, often people sometimes are quick to relate their church experience and dwell on the negative part of it and tell you why that the church is no good. I just don't like church. Well, I don't like church either, but I like spiritual gatherings. (laughs) Now, you see, you got to determine what I'm talking about there. Church, just to go to a place to say, I went to church or go to a, Go to where you are a part of a spiritual family worshiping God together, helping one another and praying for one another. Hello. Come on, you there, you gone home. Let me ask you a question. You know, a lot of people, they get hurt in church. They don't never going back to the church, they just hurt people. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you ever gotten hurt by somebody out in the world? Somebody said or did to you? Hello, anybody? Most of us have. But we don't hide. And because somebody out there said something bad to us, have you ever gotten hurt by somebody in the church what they said or did? Yeah. Probably. But that's not a reason to quit church. Just because you got hurt because somebody said something to you at Walmart is no sign that you don't go out in the world anymore. (laughs) See, people don't use the same logic when it comes to the things of God that they do in the things of the world. And that's because the God God of this world is the devil himself. It says so in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. But hey... You keep going out there anyway. Hello. How many of you have ever had a waiter or a waitress at your favorite restaurant just just not give you good service and be really sort of mean and ugly, huh? Anybody ever been there? Did you quit going there because of that? No. Then see, people... Quit coming to church because of that. You know, how many of you have ever received help and healing and encouragement from the church, people in the church? You know, that's a reason to stay connected. Now let's look at the church. Let's get as good a picture as we can 
about the church. Know what, you know, what do, what do we expect in a church? Today, as we look at this and see that what God's word has to say, it'll help us to get a more accurate picture of the church. It'll help us to stay connected. The church is built on the rock, Jesus Christ. Matthew 16, 18, we've read it before upon this rock. I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Someone said, God is referred to as the rock 40 times in the Bible. I don't know. I said, somebody said that. I, I read it. And, you know, you, I didn't take the time to go hunt it up. But I did have got a couple of three scriptures here. First Samuel 22, 2. He says, no one is, is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Then in Psalms 18, 31 and verse 31, verse 46. I'm leading the NLT. For who is, the, who is, for who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? Verse 46, the Lord lives, praise to my rock. May, may the God of my salvation be exalted. Now, when you read Matthew 16, 18 there, Jesus is referring to himself as the rock. Now, when they used to build buildings, because they built them out of all, all the way built them out of rock and, and brick and so forth. They would set a cornerstone, right? If you study it, you'll find out that's what they used to do. Now, actually, when they go to when 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 you go to build a building now, they will do a survey and they'll set a certain point, and everything will operate off of that point. That's setting a cornerstone. Okay, look at this in Ephesians 2, 19. Ephesians 2, 19, NLT. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are the house built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together with, together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And Paul tells us that what? No, you're not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Doesn't he say that over there? Through him, you Gentiles are also being made a part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Now, Peter is quoting Isaiah 28, 16, when he says here in 1 Peter 2, 6, he says, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem chosen for great honor and anyone who trusts him will never be disgraced. 
Jesus himself is the cornerstone. He is the rock, which is immovable. On the old song we used to sing, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. You see, Jesus was victorious at the, when, at, when he arose, went to the cross and arose from the grave and he will reign victorious in the church. Christ is the rock that is the foundational rock for all of us in the church. Upon that foundation, Christ is building a church that is victorious, that is undefeated, that's unconquerable, that will prevail until he comes and catches us away. That's what the scripture says. Let's go back to this Matthew 16, 18 again and look at it. Up on this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, this building, I was here every day from the day they started moving the earth to the day it, they took the jack out. This building all comes together up there where that face shield, that little deal, there, it's a collar. There's a collar up there. And all of the steel from all over hooks into that collar. Okay? And it was on, a, it was hydraulic jacks under it and they all were connected. But before they did that, they moved out three feet of soil and they had Hagen's Mountain over here. Anybody ever remember when they had Hagen's Mountain? Some of you remember it. <laughs> that thing was, I don't know how tall that thing was because they had to take out the dirt. <clears throat> and then they began to drill. And they drilled, I don't know how many hundred piers is under this thing, but I know that there is one up back there and one right over there and one right over there because this is, this is free standing. We don't have any poles in. If you go upstairs in some of the rooms up there, you'll see where there's, they've got a, a beam coming down, a column coming down. But that over there, they drilled that hole in the ground, right straight back there and right over there. I think it's, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, I know one of them was 36 feet deep. And they drilled it down till they went to the, blue shale solid oh Mr. Harrison he's he drilled a lot of the buildings we built here and some of the engineers were saying well that 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 brown shale I hold it Mr. Harrison I never forget he's telling me me and Charlie and he said I'll drill it 
but I'm going to blue, I'm going to that blue shale because I know that it'll hold. I've been drilling holes in this Oklahoma soil for 36 years. I know what I'm doing. We went down and that thing is around, uh, what is it? It's, it's, I think it's almost, it's almost six feet in diameter across this way. And then they put together rebar. They, it was, that was back big around and they put it in there and then they put little ones in between it. They dropped that thing down in there and then the concrete truck came, trucks, <laughs> and they started dumping concrete in there and they had this vibrator on the end of a hose down in there vibrating so that there, nothing would, it would all go, go solid. They wouldn't honeycomb. And on top of that, they put a metal plate that had bolts sticking up out of it. And when they started setting, they set that, that beam on there that went down and they had a huge deal. They put those, put two, those, those deals were that big around and those bolts were big and they screwed them on and they took this power deal and go, and then they connected everything up at the top. They didn't know whether it was going to sink down six inches or three feet, but it came down, I forget, I forget, just a few inches, 12 inches maybe, and it locked into place and it locked everything down. Some of you were here when we had the, the snow because they had the wind and it all accumulated. Nothing did on it, but, but it's over six feet tall the snow on the back roof back here and it caused some problem. We had to replace the whole thing and some of the, but do you know what? None of the other, none of the rest of this building was even affected by it. Even though some of the purlings and some of the steel deal was affected back there. Talking with the engineers, they said, we engineered this building so that if somebody drove a semi-truck into that side of the building over there, the rest of the building would not even be affected because the rest of the building held. It was, it's on a firm foundation. Some of us in the church were on a firm foundation. Some of us may, like we did with this building, have some situations but I'm going to tell you what when you're connected to the whole building nothing fell there was some damage but because it was connected everything was connected it stayed pat that's why you need to stay with connected to the church so the church can help you in your hour of need and you won't fall like, a, like many places that get too much snow on the, on the roof, they'll fall in. Let me tell you something. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevent, will not come against it. 
when we were on in tour of Israel a few years back, I think John and them, John, you were on, you and Michelle were on that tour with us. And remember the guide saying we was there in this place, it's called the gates of hell. Our guide was a messianic Jew. He, and we were getting the Jewish side as well as a Christian side. It was, it was, a, it was great. And he said, they don't know for sure. Nobody does, but they think because that place is called the gates of hell. You remember this? He said this, they think this could have been the place where Jesus said to Peter, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. We stood right there. I heard him saying, and there was a, there was a, a, a flame of fire that would be there and they would sacrifice. Human beings would be sacrificed there. Let me tell you what, there are many people that are being sacrificed today, but I'm going to tell you what, if you are part of the church, the gates of hell, the fire of hell cannot destroy you, will not destroy you, but you've got to stay connected. Peter says here that the church is made up of living stones. Look at what he says in first Peter two. Four and five. Anybody get anything out of this? Peter says, you're, you're coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. What? No, you're not. You're the temple of the Lord. Paul says that. Paul and Peter says, you're coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are the living stones that God is building into a spiritual temple. What, what's more, you are his holy priest through the mediation of Jesus Christ. You offer spiritual sacrifices that pleases God. I want you to notice here, it's saying that Christ is the living cornerstone and we are the living stones that God is using to build the church. William Barclay, the Scottish author and scholar, made these comments. Clearly, that, that means, about this scripture, that means that Christianity is a commun community. The individual Christian finds his true place only when he is built into the edifice or the building Solitary religion or religion by itself is ruled out as an impossibility. Now let me ask you a question. Can any one person defend the country by itself? No. To be effective, we have to stand together as an army to defend this country. How many of my fellow brothers and sisters do I have that have stood together and served to defend this country? I raise my hand with you. I was one of you. We can't do it by ourselves, but together as the U.S. military force, we can do it. You can't. 
operate by yourself, but together with the commander-in-chief and the rock, Jesus Christ, and the lively stones that we are, we can overcome and will overcome. Hello. You know, a Christian cannot stand against Satan by himself. He has to be connected to Jesus Christ and the church. Now, stay connected. The powers of hell cannot come or win against the church. Look at this, that, that Matthew 16, 18, that last part, all the powers of hell will not be able to conquer it. New American Standard says the gates of Hades shall not overpower it. New Century says the power of death will not be able to defeat it. God's word translates that I can guarantee that on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it. Throughout history, the church has been really cued The devil has attacked the church time and time again. The liberal theologians have weakened the operation of the church with their doubt and unbelief. The wolves in sheep's clothing have raised up inside of the church trying to devour it. Damnable heresies have come from the pulpits. Schisms and divisions have segmented the church But the church is still alive and well and God is still building the church with the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit guiding us and leading us. The church is still here and the church will stay here until Jesus Christ spits the cows of glory and takes us out. Hello. If anybody asks you what God's doing, he's building the church. And if you're not a part of it, you're in trouble. The church is where you experience victory. The powers of hell will never destroy it. Now, you know, some people think this. Again, William William Barclay says, People refer to the gates of hell. They say, well, Jesus might be thinking about his church as a mighty fortress and the forces of evil and opposing fortress and is saying that the power of devil will never prevail against the church. All right. He says, some might say it may refer to the governments of Hades, which cannot overthrow the church. And then others say, Jesus may have been saying when I will be crucified, the gates of hell will close behind me, but they are powerless to shut me in. The gates of hell have no power against me, the son of the living God and all those who believe in me. Now that's some things that some people might say. However, when we begin to look at this, this phrase expressively says, Christ is the undestructible rock that the church is built on. 
Now, in a practical sense, how does the church prevail over the enemy? All right. Carlos, come up here. All right. Now, I need, I need somebody to come up here and play the advocate here. Uh, <laughs> All right, Bailey, come up here. <laughs> You're a good advocate. <laughs> All right, now. All right. Come here. I, I, I'm a Christian. I'm in Jesus right here. But you see, you, you try to keep touching me and he, he'll try to help me. No, yeah, let, let, let him go. He, he gets to me a little bit and you can help me. You got to do better than that, bro. All right, now. Here I come. Here I come. Now, okay. Here. I, I want, I want uh, let me see. Here. I want several people to come up here. Help me. Hey, you come up here. Come on. All right, bring bring wife there. She can come too. Bring her. Come on. I, I'm gonna get a bunch of people up here. I want a bunch of people come up here and help me out. You two right there. Y'all come up here. You right there. The blue shirt and the black dress right there. Y'all come up here. That's you right there. I'm pointing at you. All right. Come on up here. All right. I gotta get some. I may get somebody from this side over here. Let me see who's over here. I can't. I can't see very well over here to see who's over here. All right. Let's see here. Uh, 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 give me a uh, guy in a turquoise shirt right there. Come on up here, okay? All right, here we go. Uh, where we who we got over here? Let me see who we got over here. Uh, okay, Carlos, you and uh, oh, I mean not Carlos, I mean <laughs> Carl, you and uh, Jarrell, come on up here, okay? All right. Hey, uh, you, I just prayed for y'all. Y'all come up here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's see. I got to get, I got to, let's see. All right, now. Okay. You get on the outside. All right, now, all of y'all come here. Come and get around. Ring around me. You stay right, uh, come on, ring around me. All the way around me. Get all the way around. Now, you, come on. You stay, get, stand by, come here. Y'all come here, you stand behind them. All right, see, here we are. We're together. This is the church. We're connected to Jesus right here. Come on, Mr. Devil, try to get us now. Get over here. There's no, be no gaps. See, he can't get in. Because this is what being a part of the church represents. We're all in Jesus, but we're connected together. Amen. So the enemy, it's easy for him to attack one person, but he can't get, to, he can't get us here now. Thank all y'all. Y'all appreciate that. Anybody get that example? Did it make it a little more clear why you need to stay connected to the church? Come on now. See, as Christians, we are not designed to stand alone. We are built to be connected together with the 
local congregation as Jesus the head. As long as we're connected to each other and Jesus is our rock, our foundation, then we cannot be defeated. Hello. You know, there's a story that from Sparta, the Greek nation Sparta, the Spartan king was boasting to a visiting king about the walls of Sparta. The visiting king looked at him and said, I don't see any walls. And the king of Sparta turned and he pointed to all of his army. He said, that's the wall. The walls of Sparta are every man is a brick. The point is clear here. One brick by itself can't accomplish anything. But bricks joined together and connected is strong. So it is with the individual Christian, Barclay says, to realize his destiny must not remain alone, but must be built into the fabric of the church. Now we got these capstones here. If you look underneath, you see a bunch of stones underneath, round, all the way around this platform. Get a picture of that. Put that up there on that screen so everybody can see it really good. These are heavy. These right here are heavy. These are, can, could one rock hold all that up? But together, as you can see, they're joined together and they make a firm foundation and everything is steady and straight. Jesus Christ is the cap rock or the cornerstone. We are the stones. The li- He's the living, lively living stone, cornerstone. We are the living stones coming together that make the church of God and the gates of hell cannot, will not, shall not have any power over us. It is important that we understand the connection of the worldwide church, the ecclesia, but it is also important that we understand the connection of the local church when we are connected together, the strength and the power that we have together. Some of you do not realize it, but sometimes you, a person comes to church, you just say something to them, you know, just, you don't even realize you're ministering to them, but you just say, hey, hello, and say something. And that ministers to them. You see, we as the living stones of the church minister to one another when we come together and many times we do not even realize it. Yes, there are times that we do realize it. When we, when people are in the hospital, how many of you of this congregation have been in the hospital? How many of you, keep your hands up. How many of you have had one of the pastors or one of the hospital care team 
come to your, come and visit you in the hospital. Wave your hand. How many of you have? See, that's, part, that's being connected. That's part of being connected. We have the We Care Center. It was started for the local congregation and then we went to the outside with it. But how many of you have been helped by We Care Center? See, that's the church helping one another. And for any of you that need it, the We Care Center is available as to help you when you're in an hour of need. That's what the church is. You are the church. We're Rhema Church here in Broken Era, but we are part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the powers of hell will never, will never, will never, will never, will never overcome the church built on the rock, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ himself. You as lively stones stand up and praise God for our rock of our salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Anybody get a hold of what I'm trying to tell you? We got to stay connected. Don't let anybody, don't let the enemy push you out. Don't let him get you out there where you are the lone ranger and he can attack you. But if we stay connected in spirit and in the natural, we are stronger together than as one. Amen. Heavenly Father, I simply talk to these people for a few moments about the church. Help us all to understand the significance of the church. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.